Come on. Quick ask before we get started today, I am working to help people lead happier and more contented lives. My part of that is money. So if you enjoyed today's episode or if you've enjoyed past episodes, please take a minute and leave a quick review on iTunes. Subscribe. That helps uh, the show climb up the rankings and helps more people uh, find it. So thanks a lot. Welcome to Money Savage, a savage approach to personal finance. This is George Grumbacher, and the time is right. Welcome to today's guest, strong and powerful Lauren Zangardi Haynes. Lauren, are you ready to do this? Yes, I am. Excellent. Let's do this. Lauren is a CFP, a CIMA, and she is the founder of Spark Financial Advisors. I'm excited to have you on. Lauren, tell us a little bit about your personal life, some more about your work, and why you do what you do. Sure. Thank you, George. Um, I am the founder of Spark Financial Advisors. It's a fee-only fiduciary financial planning firm, and we are focused on serving uh, what I describe as driven women and the people who love them. Um, I have three kids. I'm married. I have a, a somewhat elderly Mentor Schnauzer, so between the <laughs> business and the kids and the older dog, I'm pretty busy, but, um, but really enjoying things. Oh, I appreciate that very much. And uh, three kids. I'm about to, well, not not about to, in a couple of months, have our second. So, Oh, congratulations. Thank you. That's exciting. D- does it get easier with uh, each one? <laughs> <laughs> well, I don't want to frighten you. Mm. Mm. <laughs> um, I found going from one to two was a little bit of a shock. Yeah. Um, and that going from two to three was actually easier, but okay. as they get older, they all play together and then sure. it's a lot of fun. Yeah. Piece of cake. Piece of cake. <laughs> all right. So who needs sleep? Yes. Yes. Sleep is stupid. So well, and, 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 <laughs> and, and, and speaking of, I saw on your website that one of the questions that you like to be asked a lot is how do I free up time to enjoy all the hard work that I've been putting in? And I, I imagine that I, I certainly appreciate that, and I'm sure that you do as well. So, Yes. Um, we go through a life planning process with our clients uh, at the beginning of our engagements and then through, you know, throughout the years to help us really define what's most important. And that helps me um, guide clients as, you know, and down their kind of decision tree, like where you could do X or you could do Y and, And I find that even though a lot of people have some sense of what's most important to you, you'd be surprised at what kind of things get turned up when we go through the life planning process. Um, We find people, you know, even sometimes if you have a partner, your partner may not even know everything that's really in kind of your, your heart of hearts. So it's a chance for us to have a really open and deep conversation. Yeah, no, I appreciate that. And, you know, it's it's always kind of a kind of a funny sort of goofy thing that you would think that, well, maybe maybe sometimes you'd think that um, we have a pretty clear sense of the things that are most important to us and the things we really want. But until we actually sit down and have a conversation and start talking about it, verbalizing it, that's when we start to really kind of clarify and crystallize what we want. Right. Exactly. I think there's a power to speaking things out loud to other people. 
And I think also when you have um, a couple, you know, most of my clients are both very driven. So, you know, they're busy. They have very busy lives. And it's not that they don't talk, but it's sometimes, particularly if you have small kids at home, it can be really easy to get kind of bogged down in the day to day. So it's nice to kind of have that moment to lift your head up and and look around and, and kind of take inventory of, of like, what are, what are we doing here? <laughs> what, what do we really want? And, um, am I, am I headed that way? Yeah, no, I think that that's, it's an invaluable thing. Just take that break and have oftentimes, I don't care who it is, if it's a, if it's a therapist or a financial professional or, or a friend to actually take a little bit of a break and reframe things. I think that's so important. So why is it that you've chosen to work with, with driven women? I, well, I'm a driven woman myself, so there's kind of a natural affinity, (laughs) (laughs) Um, but I really have found that there is um, a gap sometimes in what people know about finances. So a lot of people are highly trained and very successful in their career, but they um, perhaps do not know as much about uh, financial planning, which they don't need to, you know, we don't need to be a specialist in everything. That's why we outsource things. But, um, sometimes parents are not having those conversations with their children, particularly with, um, female children around the long-term planning. Like what does it mean to invest? How can we save money on taxes? Um, that, and so there, there tends to be a, a little bit of a knowledge gap there. Like, for example, um, there's been some studies that have shown that parents actually talk to their sons more about going to college than their daughters, even though women are graduating more frequently from college than men at this current point in history. So there's like there's little inherent gaps that, you know, that parents do. And it's not it's not necessarily on purpose, but it can kind of lead to a place where um, where people don't have the confidence in how to manage their finances and how to make the best choices. Um, and, and I think that cuts across both genders. But uh, I think, you know, with driven women, I'm, a, I'm able to really understand a lot of, you know, what does it really mean to be a working mom? Or what does it mean to have a career that you love, but to also have a family? So um, I just enjoy working with, with driven women. Yeah, I, I, I 100% think that there are challenges that are unique to every sort of unique group of people and certainly driven women would be one of those things. If it is um, a gap in some of the knowledge from a, from a planning process or just being a uh, being a mother and navigating all, all, all everything that goes along with that. So, so I appreciate that very much. It's just kind of a, a really simple question that not to get to your point, not everybody needs to be an expert in financial planning, but I think probably everybody wants to know, hey, you know what? Am I doing the right things with my money? I imagine you probably get that conversation or that question quite a bit. Yes, I do. Actually, I did. Uh, before I launched uh, my business, I, I sat down and spoke with a number of my friends who are kind of in a similar position. So, you know, people in their uh, 30s and 40s primarily have kids, they have um, big careers. If they're not the breadwinner of their family, they were, you know, probably putting down at least close to half of the family income, and um, and 
that was one of the top questions that they all had. Like, I just, I don't know if I'm doing the right thing with my money. And a lot of times, you know, these people were uh, making more money than their parents had made. So there's, there's not, there's literally not the family, like institutional knowledge on what your options are, what opportunities and pitfalls you may face. And so I help kind of bridge that gap and say like, um, well, we could be doing this or you could be saving here or you're paying a lot in taxes right now. Here are your options. Um, and so that's, it's a lot of fun because it also gets down to not just, it kind of also speaks to the life planning as well. So it's not always all about minimizing taxes or, you know, getting the, um, saving the absolute most amount of money that you can. You're okay. There are other things, you know, we have to live our lives in a way that is meaningful and authentic. And we don't want to just wait until retirement to do all those things. You know, a lot of people, they want to, they want to travel. They want to um, have time to perhaps pursue additional education or to work a little bit less so they can have a little more time at home. And, and what does that look like? So those are, that question kind of opens the door to a number of different paths that we could go down. Yeah. And it's such a, it's a, a such a reasonable question first and foremost. Right. And talking about right. somebody who's probably pretty educated and maybe they've, they've done a little bit of research to help personally close that gap and they've made some money decisions, but even, I mean, no matter what these 24 hour stream of, of all different types of media from social media to certainly financial media. And you should be doing this with your money. You should be doing that. Mm-hmm. You should be investing in cryptocurrency, Bitcoin or real estate, or whatever. It's like, right. okay, Hey, I feel like I'm doing the right thing, but can somebody help me? <laughs> yes, absolutely. I mean, we're, we're inundated with information. You can find out virtually anything on Google, but you don't necessarily have the confidence that that, that is actually the right answer for you. Um, and so that's kind of where I can help clients answer some of those questions for themselves. Yeah. And it's, and then also hold them accountable. <laughs> so then it's like things, things change, but, um, if it's, you know, we come up with a response we come up with a plan and then, um, maybe they come to me and they want to do something totally different and that's fine. And we just ask, ask the question, okay, we'll have, this is what you told me was important to you when we sat down and went through your life planning process. Is that, are those things so important to you or, or have things changed? And sometimes things have changed and that's fine. That's, you know, that's life. Things do change, but uh, sometimes things have not changed and we've just kind of uh, gotten a little distracted, you know, sure. I don't know. Um, they joke about entrepreneurs having kind of like a shiny object. Uh, syndrome. For sure. <laughs> oh, I could do this. Or I could do that. And it can be helpful to um, have that grounding conversation or, and that, you know, it's helpful either way, either. Yes. I've, I really have changed and I need to, I need to create a new path or no, things have not changed. And I'm going to let this opportunity perhaps, or this, you know, whatever it is pass by. Yeah, you know, it's it's crazy to think that that life wouldn't change, but it's certainly possible that uh, you know, you just sort of on on autopilot and the kids are are getting a year a year older and you know, work's going just fine and we're just in this rhythm, um, but it's so important to check in and make sure that you're you're sticking to the plan or when life does change as it frequently does that we're actually making the adjustments that we need. So Right. With 
with this life planning process, do you have favorite questions or sort of lines of conversation you like to have with people? So I use George Kinder's three questions. I went through some of that training just last fall. And he asked questions, um, the questions that he suggests kind of go along the lines of, if you had all the money in the world, how would you live your life? You know, what would you change? What would you do differently? And then, it, and then the focus narrows down to if you had, you know, just five to 10 years left to live. And then if you only had 24 hours, you know, and it helps people kind of identify some of those, some of those desires that are hard to speak aloud or that feel like, I don't know, like I've had people tell me they want that they want to start a business. Um, or that they want to go back to school or that they would regret um, not spending more time with the kids. You know, it really runs the gamut. But ultimately, a lot of times it brings people back to family and friends and having those relationships that can be hard to maintain when you are really busy. Um, But I have to tell you, one of my favorite questions that I think I like because I believe it can give people really actionable things to do differently like immediately is helping people map out their ideal day. And then kind of depending on the flexibility, you know, and our time is mapping out an ideal year. Um, but I like the ideal day question because it, it always turns up things that it turns out you really could do. Do you know what I mean? So, um, for, for me, it was, I wanted to have more time to have a specific breakfast with my husband. And um, I wanted to have more time to, to be active, like physically active. And so one thing that I, you know, that I did is that now I make sure that I stock my favorite breakfast. <laughs> yeah. And so then we can have it together. And it's like, it's a very small thing, but it actually does make me feel like my day is starting off well. And I, so I think sometimes when we do the larger kinder three questions, it it really takes us, it kind of pulls us out of our day to day and then helps us refocus like on a a big major direction. But sometimes those things can still take a little bit of time to bring about. And so that's why I like the ideal day because I feel like it encourages people to make a more immediate change, right? Like you don't have to do everything, but listen, like if you really want to eat, healthier or you want to, do you know what I mean? Like whatever it might be, that's something that you could take and implement right now. And so, um, it, I, cause it kind of gets the rolling for people. And I think that that's a, it's such an, it's such an easy thing to, uh, mm-hmm. to, to, to think about. I was just thinking about this the other day, just about, you know, personally, it's like, if I could have just what would a perfect day look like for me? Um, and let's be mm-hmm. honest that, that I don't know that I'd necessarily ever sat down and put pen to paper. I know there's certain things that I really have to do every day and that I want to do, but what would a perfect mm-hmm. day look like? And so I think that that's such a, a cool exercise and such a simple and practical exercise that people can go through. Right. And I would suggest that anyone who is interested in doing something similar, um, don't let yourself off the hook. Be really specific. So don't don't chunk it into like morning, lunch, and afternoon. Like seriously, what time do you wake up? What's the first thing you do after you wake up? Um, what are you eating? Who are you eating with? Where are you eating? Those kind of things. Um, maybe because I'm Italian American, a lot of my life revolves around <laughs> food. But <laughs> but you know, I just like to 
try and be as to get the most out of it, you need to take the time to be specific. Oh, I love that. I think that that's excellent advice right there. Well, Lauren, Savage Nation is ready for your difference-making tip. What do you have for them? Uh, I would tell people to um, flip your mindset on what it means to have a, a wealthy life or to build financial freedom and to consider ways that you can build flexibility into your finances every day and to make those times um, that are most important to you to really bring them into being. So go ahead and, and speak those things that you most desire out loud, write them down, share them with a friend or a partner, and then hold yourself accountable to starting to live that life that you think about. Don't put it off. You should do it today. Well, that is great stuff. That definitely gets it. Come on. Come on. What do you mean when, when you say build some flexibility into your finances? What I like to help people understand is that when you have savings in different places, you are able to take advantage of opportunities that other people may not be able to take advantage of. So if it's having cash savings on hand or if it's having, you know, you know, kind of front loading your retirement savings or having an, a taxable investment account, um, a lot of times people think of financial freedom as the freedom to spend. But when we go through the life planning process, no one ever talks about buying things. Do you know what I mean? They might yeah. talk about traveling, things that might cost money, but they're not talking about buying things. And so um, I try and encourage clients to give themselves wiggle room. Even if, you know, I've seen plenty of high income earners that still live paycheck to paycheck. And when that happens, you're starting, you're locking yourself into your, into your job. And that's not real freedom. And so um, we're big savers and we have everything, all the best opportunities that we've had have required some level of financial flexibility on our part. So whether that was when uh, Chris went and got his MBA and so he wasn't working or when I worked a drastically reduced schedule after the birth of my second um, child to starting a business, that all of these things are, were really important to us, but we, wouldn't have, we just wouldn't have been able to do it if we didn't um, really manage lifestyle creep and make sure that we had the flexibility built into our budget to make cuts when we needed to so that we could take advantage of opportunities as they presented themselves. Got it. That makes a lot of sense. Thank you. Well, Lauren, thank you so much. Thank you so much for coming on. Where can Savage Nation learn more about you? Yes, I think the best place is to go to sparkfinancialadvisors.com. Um, but we're also on Facebook uh, under Spark Financial Advisors, and I'm on Instagram under Lauren Z. Haynes. Perfect. Well, Savage Nation, if you enjoyed this as much as I did, show Lauren your appreciation and share today's show with a friend who also appreciates good ideas. Go to the website, find them on Facebook and Instagram. I'll list all that in the notes of the show. Thank you again, Lauren. Thank you, George. I appreciate your time. And until next time, keep fighting the good fight because we are all in this together. Before I go, quick announcement. I've been asked by so many people over the past couple of years about how do I start a podcast that I've developed and released a course that will teach you exactly how to do that step by step 
from figuring out the kind of show that you want to have to understanding how all the technology works behind it and then how to get great guests and uh, keep the thing moving and how to grow it. So if you're interested in that, check it out. You can go to georgegrombacher.com forward slash podcast course and you'll find it there. You can just go to the website. I'll also list that in the notes of the show. What's up, Savage Nation? Please support the show by subscribing, leave us a review, and definitely feel free to share us with somebody you think would like it. Come on!